At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? It's estimated over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. To save, visit HealthLock.com today. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Welcome to the Hornets Hivecast, presented by Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. Here's your host, Sam Farber. Welcome to another edition of the Hornets Hivecast, your Hornets podcast with all the notes, quotes, and daily buzz around your favorite NBA team. I'm Sam Farber, and it is a pleasure and a privilege to have you with us here once again on the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. It's a winning edition of the HHC Hornets claiming a victory over the Los Angeles Lakers, 117 to 114. Yes, the Lakers were shorthanded. No LeBron James, no Anthony Davis, no Malik Monk, the Hornets alumni available for the purple and gold. But Hornets were shorthanded too. No Gordon Hayward, no Kelly Oubre, no Jalen McDaniels. Hornets able to overcome their absences in the end better than the Lakers did. And the Hornets split the season series, winning 117-114 to and improving to 28-22 and on the season. We'll break down the game. We're also going to talk about the importance of one player for the Hornets who had a really big game and has not gotten a lot of attention or credit for all the things he does that generally don't show up in the box score. We'll let you marinate on who that might be. We're also going to talk about the all vote. No, no Hornet made it into the All-Star game as a starter, but one guy got close and he might not be the Hornet you thought it would be. We'll leave you in suspense on that one as well as we welcome in our guest today. He is our producer on the Hornets Radio Network as well as here on the HHC, Rob Longo back again here on the Hornets Hivecast. And Rob, let's start with the win. Charlotte takes it 117-114. to 114. They never trailed in the game, although they led by a lot more than three at times. Had a lead as big as 20. Eventually, Lakers actually were able to tie this one late in the contest, but the Hornets pulled through and end up with the three-point victory. What are your takeaways from this W? Well, I think James Borrego summed it up pretty good in the postgame press conference 
and the fact that it's the NBA. Games like this are going to happen. You're going to have really big leads. You're going to have really big deficits, and you're going to win some, and you're going to lose some. But Hornets just did a really good job weathering the storm. Raucous crowd here at Spectrum Center. We'll get to that here in a little while as well. But again, you already touched on it. Yeah, the Lakers are shorthanded. They didn't have their stars. The Hornets were shorthanded. Didn't have the equivalent of stars that the Lakers were missing, but you're still missing bodies regardless. So everybody's kind of on a level playing field for the most part, but a lot of top performances, a lot of tough performances. And it just seems like it was one of those games where, yeah, the Hornets were up certainly a lot, but they could have easily lost this game. I mean, let's be honest. They could have just kind of curled up and withered away, but they decided to fight. They were resilient. Terry Rozier hit some big buckets down the stretch. The defense held strong, and they were able to pull out the win. So, you know, like we've talked about a couple times on the podcast previously, doesn't matter by how many you win with. They just ask if you won or you lost, and the Hornets picked up the dub. I thought it was a very professional win. I thought the Hornets were very composed, in command, and it was remarkable how easily, quite frankly, guys like Miles Bridges and Terry Rozier and LaMelo Ball got their their numbers in this one, even without the benefit of a Gordon Hayward or a Kelly Oubre to bolster the lineup. So a, a very professional win. I think the Hornets handled their business and handled it well. And as you said, they don't ask what was the margin of victory. They ask, did you win or did you lose? Hornets, a big win over a very game Lakers team. Before we pick stars of the night, I want to give some credit where credit's due because even though the Lakers did not have their two best players, Anthony Davis and LeBron James, they had several Hall of Famers and 10-plus year veterans on the score. Two in particular had really big games. Russell Westbrook, future Hall of Famer, Mr. Triple-Double. He had a season-high 35 points, hit two huge threes in the fourth quarter, and had a look at a game winner late in that contest. Didn't end up going down for him, but Russell Westbrook, a vintage performance last night. The other one is Carmelo Anthony, who was much colder from three this time around than he was at Staples Center against the Hornets. Only two of nine from deep in this one, but his 19 points puts him right on the money at 28,000 career points. Ninth player ever to get to that plateau. Congratulations to both of them for a great night. And uh, whether they were Lakers fans out here at Spectrum Center for their one night of the year or Hornets fans who got a chance to see two Hall of Famers, both of them gave really good performances. And hopefully they're the kind of performances we see from Hornets stars like Miles Bridges and LaMelo Ball and others 15 years from now. We'll, we'll see. Time will tell. But kudos to those guys for their great efforts. Let's give out some of our superlatives tonight. Rob Blongo, you are the guest, so who do you like as your star for the night? My star for the night, I got to go with the guy that came off the bench. I got to go with Ish Smith. Five on the timer. Ish to his right. Ish at the elbow. Pull up jumper on the way. Got it again. Season high 20 for Ish Smith. Hornets by seven. 113 to 106. Ish just came off the bench and was in fuego, really, and he didn't really come off the bench until the second quarter either. In that second quarter, he was 5 of 5 from the floor, and he had 10 points. And I don't know how many minutes he played in the second quarter, but it wasn't a whole lot. When he got out there, it was something remarkable to look at. And then it continued. When you go into the fourth quarter, I'm just kind of looking at my highlight sheet that I wrote down here. Ish Smith jumper to make it 86-84 in the third quarter. Then you go to the fourth quarter, Ish Smith 3 to make it 90-85. to Then you go to the next play, Ish Smith 3 again, 95-89. to So he was just coming off the bench hitting these big-time three-pointers. At 22, it ends up being a season high. It's the first time he scored north of 20 since 2020. After the game, he was talking at a post-game press conference, and somebody asked him about it, and he goes, oh, I didn't even realize that. He's like, and then he sat there, and he kind of contemplated 
calibrated it and calculated it in his mind, he was like, oh yeah, that's right. I only had like 15, 16, 17 a couple times last year. I never did get the 20. So, you know, Ish Smith coming off the bench, really being the savior, I felt like for that team yesterday. And he also had five assists as well. He did a great job sharing the basketball, changing the pace a little bit and slicing through that defense. And we talked about it a little bit at halftime too. It's just something about Ish playing these veteran-laden teams. You go back to that third game of the season out in Brooklyn. He had a really good game. Now he's playing a very veteran-laden team in the Los Angeles Lakers as well. Maybe it's because he's been in the league for 12 years and he's a veteran himself and he knows how to play against these guys. But whatever's working, it worked last night for Ish Smith. No question about it. He actually made, I think it was his first six or seven shots from the field. He was really dialed in. He's such a great change of pace guy. Normally, the Hornets are looking to him to give him six to eight points, just kind of be a big positive rather than a change-up, be the fastball to an already pretty good fastball. Was he like the cutter then to a fastball? I don't know. But Ish Smith, whatever the baseball metaphor you choose to use, he is a great change of pace for any team especially this Hornets team, though. But last night was a night where he had a shot going. JB, head coach of the Hornets, James Borrego, had this to say about the performance of Ish Smith. Yeah, we just shared it with the young guys. And Ish, is, he's been that example for the young guys all year. You know, when his number's been called, he's delivered. He could go without playing multiple games in a row and come in in Denver and win us a game in the fourth quarter. Stay ready. Your opportunity's right around the corner. Stay ready. And it's a great example for our young guys. Stay professional. Your opportunity's right around the corner. You got to be ready for it. And Ish, you know, every time we've called his number, he's answered the bell. So uh, just another great example for our young guys. I think it's something that the Hornets just did not have last year, and it's a big part of the reason why things fell apart as the starting lineup deteriorated due to injury. Uh, You take away some of those pieces and you just have less proven players behind them. It's not that they're incapable of posting a 20-point night. It's are they going to be able to do it as consistently as a Kelly Oubre or an Ish Smith can. Even younger guys like Jalen McDaniels and Cody Martin, they are playing more consistent roles and more consistently than they have in the past. So having a guy like Ish Smith that you can turn to every night or every other night or once a week, whatever it is, you know you're going to get high-quality play and that Ish Smith will always be ready. And make no mistake about it, Hornets do not win last night without Ish Smith. My star of the night is Miles Bridges. This is in part a, a collective thing for the work he's done over the course of the entire month of January, quite frankly, but also for the night he had last night. A lot of energy out there, 26 points, 8 rebounds, game-high, 6 assists. He was efficient from the floor, 9 of 15 from the field, even better, 8 of 10 from inside the 3-point arc, and very good at the free-throw line as well, going 7 for 8. Miles Bridges has now scored 20 or more in eight of his last nine games. We'll talk about it later, Rob, but he is making a serious case to make the All-Star team either as the representative of the the Hornets or a representative of the Hornets. I kind of like A better than the, and uh, Charlotte is deserving right now the way they are playing of getting multiple All-Stars. This is nine wins in their last 12 games, 12 wins in their last 17 games. This is a very impressive stretch that the Hornets have been on basically since Christmas. When you look at everything going on, too, I mean, it's just crazy because, I mean, if you look around the league, technically speaking, the Hornets are obviously one of the hotter teams, but they aren't like the hottest team. You look at the Hawks, who have won six straight now. You look at some other teams like Phoenix out west that have these really long winning streaks. The Hornets might not go on these long stretches of win streaks, but, you know, they'll win, like you mentioned, 12 out of 17 or something like that. You know, there might be a loss paired in there as well, and that doesn't really diminish anything. I think, if anything, it helps. It kind of brings the Hornets back down to earth a little bit when you think about a couple of the losses 
losses that Charlotte had over the last week. But to touch on your point, again, we'll talk about this with the All-Star stuff here in a few moments, but it's all about peaking at the right time. And I think that this Hornets team is peaking at the right time right now. It's a really interesting stretch of the season where, yeah, you're playing some difficult teams. You're playing these Western Conference teams that you don't see a whole lot, that you don't know a whole lot about, that, you know, you kind of throw the book out on what happened on that West Coast trip multiple times just because of the way that the Hornets performed there. Defensively, offensively, everything in between. And then you're able to have all these home games kind of get stacked up against you. So it's a really interesting part of the schedule, probably a very pivotal part of the schedule, I would say, just because when you have these home games in the way that the Hornets have had this home record, you're expecting to win. You know, it's not one of those things like, oh, I, well, you know, let's hope we can go 500 on the road and then pick up a couple wins at home. You're planning on holding serve at home, especially that the way that this crowd has been at Spectrum Center this season. Well, they they need to win. They need to win at home because you look at the teams above the Hornets right now, and with the exception of Brooklyn, who's a little weird right now with the way that their home and road rosters look, and the Philadelphia 76ers, who are a very veteran team, and you kind of trust things to even out. I think they're going to end up much more level between home and road, but everybody else, overwhelmingly good home record, 500 on the road. That's the recipe to be a top six team in the Eastern Conference or any conference at any time. And you look at Miami, Chicago, Cleveland, Milwaukee, they're all following that blueprint. The only difference between the Hornets and those teams is Charlotte's a hair under 500 on the road. Those teams are all a hair, a game of two above 500 on the road. So it's pretty close. Hornets are making up some ground, certainly putting some pressure on the top six teams. Looking good right now. As we sit here recording this podcast, Rob Longo, Hornets are closer to sixth than they are to eighth, which is a good place to be if you have to sit in seventh anyways. All right, coming up next, Hornets have the number one offense in the NBA. What does that mean, and who is the unsung hero making it happen? We'll talk about it next here on the Hornets Hivecast. I could have gotten my hearing aids anywhere, but going to a doctor who could find a set that fit my lifestyle was a good idea. Music sounds as clear now as when I listen to it on cassette tapes. Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates offers a wide variety of hearing aids. With affordable pricing and credit options, our patients can find hearing care that is right for them. Hear like you once did. Call 704-295-3000 to schedule an appointment. Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates. They just make sense. Left wing this time. No. Rebound. Plumley throws it up the floor. Bridges receives, and he'll put the windmill down. Miles Bridges. 20 points for the eighth time in his last nine games. Give the assist to Mason Plumley, who's got five helpers now. He might get a triple-double tonight. He didn't quite get a triple-double, but he had a really impressive stat line and helped spring that fast break to get the Hornets out and running where they seem to be at their best any given night. Winning 117-114 to 114 over the Los Angeles Lakers. Miles Bridges, leading scorer for the Hornets. Once again, he had 26 points. Sam Farber, Rob Longo here with you on the Hornets Hivecast. Brought to you by Senta. Rob, I mentioned it going into this segment. Hornets have the number one scoring offense in the NBA. Fun stat that I looked up the other day. The last time that the top scoring offense missed, not the playoffs, the second round of the playoffs, it was 2013, the Denver Nuggets, who at the time had Carmelo Anthony, they ended up losing in round one, I think to the LA Clippers that year. Also, in addition to eight straight seasons of the number one offense making at least the second round of the playoffs, four of the last seven teams to do it, Milwaukee Bucks last year and three Golden State Warriors teams, won the title. Now, I'm not saying that the Hornets are now the favorite to win the title. I'm not even saying that they're likely to continue that streak of teams who win the scoring title 
are making it into the second round. All I'm saying is the Hornets are in very favorable company right now. And while the cliche is that defense wins championships, in the NBA, great offense beats good defense almost every time. The elite shooters, the reason they're elite is because they're unguardable. And you can do whatever you want to Kevin Durant. If he's dialed in, he's making that shot. Similarly for the Hornets offense, you can throw whatever defense you want at them. If they're dialed in, if they're shooting the ball well, they're going to be very hard to stop. So stat in favor there of the Hornets. Maybe making the second round, maybe making a run at the whole thing here. Kind of like the Hawks did a season ago for Trey Young in his first foray into the postseason. Well, if you think about it, there's some similarities between this Hornets team and this Hawks team as well. They're both young. Ish Smith kind of talked about it after the game yesterday is that when these championship caliber teams or when these teams get together that are good, what kind of separates them from championship teams to the average teams and he kind of talked about how you have all these pieces together it's just kind of fitting it into the puzzle a little bit and he said that one of the things is you know these guys are young enough that he didn't use the word naive but they're young enough to not really know any better and he kind of jokingly said afterwards he goes I hope it stays that way so you know it's really interesting too and just because of the offense I mean when you look at this roster how many guys can go off on any given night I mean Miles Bridges has been doing it the last nine or so games but you know LaMelo Ball's been constantly north of 20. You got Terry Rozier scored 20 points again last night. Ish Smith came off the bench and gave you 20. Kelly Oubre, when he's healthy, he can go out and, like Ish said after the game yesterday, you have Kelly that can go out and he swears that he thinks he's going to hit 12 three-pointers in a game at some point just the way that he can catch fire. P.J. Washington can get hot from beyond the arc as well. So I know I'm kind of zeroing in on the three-point shooting right now, but as a whole, I mean, this offense is great. And when you take a look at what the Hornets were able to do last night, I didn't get this in in our first segment, but outscored the Lakers 58-30 to in the paint. So not only were they touching the paint, but they were hitting a couple of threes as well. They only hit 11 threes, which is a little bit below the average for the Hornets this year, but they didn't need to hit threes because they were able to dominate inside and they were able to hit some mid-ranges as well and they were able to just really attack the paint. And I thought that was a big difference last night, but that's the thing going back to it, that's the thing with this offense is they can score in a multitude of ways. They can hit threes, they can drive, they can get it into the paint. If that's not there, they can kick it out and hit threes. So this offense is just really fun to watch and you know, you just kind of hope that the defense can hold up its end of the bargain but has been doing that as of late as well. Adding Ish Smith to this list now after his 20-point performance last night against the Lakers, Charlotte's got eight different guys that, not can, have scored 20 points in a game this season. It's part of why it's such an entertaining team. Ish had this to say about giving the faithful at Spectrum Center something worth showing up for, something worth watching. Yeah, so it's home. This is home. So I'm... Used to get super excited when I would come in when I was playing in Philly and come back and play. D.C. last year, Detroit the three years I was there, I I would get excited to come home and play in Charlotte. And the fans were, you know, solid. Not not terrible, but not a great. I'm telling you, this year, every night, every night. And now, best believe, we, you know, the guys have put a product, we put a product out on the floor. Melo's fun to watch. T-Rose fun to watch. NB is fun to watch. Kelly might hit 12 threes one night. Gordon, like, the list goes on and on. Jalen and and Book, like, we got so much talent. And these are guys you haven't even seen. Kai, he jumps out the building. Nick is somebody. So the fans are really feeding off of how talented, you know, the guys are and how fun they are uh, to watch. Um, And so we're just kind of growing, like I said, in front of the city's eyes. And they're enjoying the product uh, on top of we're winning games. Uh, and, And so... I don't care what nobody says, like, nobody wants to follow in a losing team, you know. If you're losing, you're probably going to be quiet. Everybody's yelling, like, yeah, my team is this, my team. 
just kind of look away and don't say much. And so we're putting a product out there that not only is winning, it's fun to watch. It certainly was a lot of fun last night for the Hornets, a 117-114 to 114 win over the Lakers. Ish Smith, I think, saying some uh, very true statements there about you know what it's like to, to be a fan. You're, of course, going to have your diehards that are there every game no matter what, but most fans of any sport, they feed off of good teams and good players and entertaining play, and the Hornets have all those things. Another thing they have, a glue guy that really makes this thing run, is Mason Plumley. And you know we played the highlight to start this segment, the dunk by Miles. Bridges, and there's that assist there for Mason Plumley. He had a really interesting stat line last night. He had 17 rebounds, led all rebounders, by the way, in a game where he's going up against DeAndre Jordan on the other side, who's one of the top rebounders in the history of the NBA, so no slouch. Also, Russell Westbrook, the king of the triple-double, so someone else to contend with out there. He had six assists, which was the game high, in a game that included LaMelo Ball. He had six assists, and even though he only had eight points, here's the shooting line. Three for four from the floor, two for two from the free throw line. In all honesty, this is one of the best games I think we've seen of Mason Plumley all year, and he's been playing really, really well. The Hornets, if you look at their best five-player lineup in terms of net rating, offensive rating, defensive rating, across the board, it includes Mason Plumley. I think that might surprise people. I think they might think, well, the defensive rating would be much better with Mason Plumley out there, but the offensive rating would be bolstered by having P.J. Washington. It's actually not the case. When you look at a five-player lineup, Hayward, Rozier, Bridges, Ball, so the starters, plus Plumley or plus Washington. Granted, Plumley's played a lot more minutes with this group than Washington has, but with Plumley. Their net rating is about 17 better. Their offensive rating is about 6 better. Their defensive rating is about 12 better. So across the board, Mason Plumley really fits in well. I think his athleticism, his playmaking, his willingness to screen, to hand off, to do all the little things, to bat balls out from underneath the rim, it all adds up to extra opportunities for this dynamic offense. And they're feasting with their big man out there, whether fans think the stats back that up or not. To take it one step further, I just looked this up too. Mason Plumley played 38 minutes and 18 seconds last night. That's the most he's played in a Hornets uniform this season. So they're asking a lot of Mason Plumley right now as well. He's usually hovering around, by my shoddy math, it's like 25, 26, 27 minutes. So he's out there for 38 last night. You mentioned all that stuff. He was also a plus 17 and a plus minus. When we talked at halftime, I said, who do you think leads the team in plus minus, or at least the game? Because Russell Westbrook at the time was a minus 27, and he finishes at a minus 11. He had a phenomenal second half. Sure did, 30 points. 30 points in the second half. But then you take a look at Mason Plumley. We talked about him at halftime. He was a plus 26. He finishes a plus 17, and that's all considering that the Lakers went on a crazy run there in the second half, too. I mean, they outscored Charlotte 36 to 22 in the third quarter, and then Charlotte was able to outscore the Lakers 30 to 29 down the stretch in the fourth frame. But regardless, Mason Plumley was out on the floor for a majority of those minutes. So he is a difference maker out there on the floor, regardless of what stats will tell you. I know he's gotten a lot of flack this year for the free throw shooting, but two for two last night. Two for two last night, and they were big time free throws. I mean, he's been out there, he's been doing everything that you've asked for him. Just a great job anchoring that set position, creating some stability there. He's been out of health and safety protocols. I know he had some injuries at the beginning of the season, but ever since then, he's been Mr. Consistent. One last thing on on him, and and also I think it goes to Gordon Hayward as well. This is the number one offense in the NBA, but you're going to have primary guys, and you have guys that you need to take a, a, a step back in their role. And for this offense, you don't want someone other than Miles Bridges 
touching the ball or LaBello ball or Terry Rozier. And if they're going to take 15 to 20 shots a game and Kelly Oubre is going to do that off the bench and P.J. Washington's going to take 7 to 10 and Gordon Hay, something has to give. You have to have someone on the floor who's willing to take four shots in a game or no shots in a game for those other guys to thrive. So please, folks, stop looking at the points column for Plumley. It doesn't matter. It really doesn't. He's not going out there trying to score 20 points with 20 rebounds. He's not trying not to do it, but he understands his role on the team, and he's playing it really well. And for that matter, so is Gordon Hayward. I mean, Gordon Hayward's scoring's down a little bit because his shots are down. His shots are down because Miles Bridges and LaMelo Ball shots are up. We didn't create more minutes in a basketball game and more possessions. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure. So the Hornets are just more efficient now offensively than they have been in the past. But in order to get there, for the young guys to shoot more, someone has to shoot less. This year, Mason Plumley, Gordon Hayward, they have been unselfish enough to do what's best for the team. Gordon Hayward's still having an outstanding season, averaging about 17 points per game. And until recently, he's been healthy almost throughout. And Mason Plumley, he does everything but score, and he does it so well that the proof is in the net rating and offensive rating and defensive rating. This team is better with Mason Plumley on the floor. He doesn't need the score. I think the biggest issue is a lot of people look at his stats from last year in Detroit where he averaged a double-double. He needed to do that in Detroit. Detroit he was terrible. Have, he doesn't have to do that here. No. And I think that gets a lost in translation a little bit. So, you know, Mason Plumley's okay in my book. He's more than okay. He's doing great. We've gone over two for two segments, so we're going to see if we can keep this from being a 50-minute podcast. By a quick third segment, we're going to talk about the All-Star voting. Who's the Hornet that got more attention than maybe you might have thought? We'll talk about that next here on the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta. Hornets fans, it's time to get some new gear. The best selection of new and classic Hornets apparel is at the Hornets Fan Shop, now with new extended hours. Stop by Spectrum Center Wednesday through Saturday from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. to pick up the latest in jerseys, Jordans, and more. Or you can shop from the comfort of your own home 24-7 with just a click of a button at HornetsFanshop.com. An easy trip on the light rail, you'll be sure to find something for everyone at the Hornets Fan Shop. Sam Farber, Rob Longo here with you on the HHC. Rob, the all-star vote was released officially, kind of the, the numbers behind the picks for who the starters were. In the Eastern Conference, backcourt combo, it's Trey Young and DeMar DeRozan. Frontcourt combo, as expected, you have Giannis Antetokounmpo, Kevin Durant, and Joel Embiid. But there's an interesting numbers within the numbers thing here, okay? LaMelo Ball was getting a lot of fan attention. He's one of the most popular players, and deservedly so. He should get a lot of fan attention. He did very well in the fan vote. When you look at the player vote in particular, I thought it was interesting where some of these guys fell. So in the player vote for Eastern Conference guards, LaMelo Ball was sixth. Nothing wrong with that. He's behind the All-Star starters, DeMar DeRozan and Trey Young. Also, Zach Levine, who has been an All-Star many times before and will be again this year. James Harden, who will be again this year, I think. And then Darius Garland was the one that was a little bit surprising, but he shows up in six behind those five players. By the way, Terry Rozier, top 10 amongst Eastern Conference guards. This is, again, just among the player vote. For the front court, Kevin Durant... Giannis Antetokounmpo, Joel Embiid, they are one, two, and three. Number four is this guy. Scraped out of his hands by Miles Bridges. Bridges with tempo. DeLamello Ball leaves the lot for Miles, and he'll lay it in. That pass was so good, Miles wasn't looking for it. And it's a 9-0 start here for Team Teal. 
Timeout, Lakers. All right, so that highlight was as much LaMelo as it was Miles Bridges, but I already told you what LaMelo's numbers were. It's Miles Bridges. He's number four in the player vote for front court players behind the three starters ahead of guys like Jason Tatum and Jarrett Allen and Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo, guys who have been All-Stars multiple times, guys who are the leading men on teams that have been to the postseason several times. Miles Bridges is getting more love, respect, whatever you want to call it, from his fellow players than all of those guys. And at the end of the day, while the fan vote is important, while we like to think we're all important, the media vote, yeah, it's important too, but who would you rather have the respect of as a player than your fellow players? Well, and to take it one step further, those three players ranked in front of them, they swept the media votes as well. So, so we don't really know who the media would have picked for us. Exactly. So you know, the fact that he is sitting... That said, I don't think it was Miles Bridges, but never mind. Well, then they're wrong. <laughs> but, you know, like you said, I mean, fourth in your player voting, I mean, there's like a clear consensus census there. So it's like, well, you know, if you take away a Kevin Durant or a Giannis or an Embiid, they are all elite players too. And you put Miles Bridges fourth. I mean, that is just great. I mean, you know, Jason Tatum's having a good year. Jared Allen is, you know, kind of the hometown guy with the game being in Cleveland this year. Jimmy Butler is always consistent as well. He's been an all-star for a number of years. So we still have a little bit more time until the reserves are announced and everything like that. But when you put Miles Bridges at fourth in the player rank, I mean, that tells me that he's got a pretty good shot at making the reserves team. So like you mentioned it on Twitter, I think he said players recognize players players or something like that. I mean, couldn't have said it any better. Players know. Players know. All right. Well, as I mentioned, we went over the first two segments. I would love to gush more about Miles Bridges, but we're out of time. Good news is we'll have another edition of the HHC tomorrow as we preview the Hornets matchup with the Los Angeles Clippers. It is an early start, 1 p.m. tip time. So if you're going to join us at the Hive, make sure you're up nice and early and we'll be there for you and we'll have our podcast for you available as early as you like. Well, about 1 a.m. at the very latest. We'll have it ready for you, another edition of the HHC. Till then, our thanks to my producer extraordinaire and co-host today, Rob Longo, and to all of you for tuning in. For everyone here, I'm Sam Farber saying it's been a pleasure and a privilege having you along, and we'll talk to you next time right here on the Hornets Hivecast. Thank you for listening to the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. For more coverage, visit hornets.com.